Good morning. Good to be here. And let me get situated here. I love what Ryan said because what I'm talking about um, today is daring to dream. And it's great to think that here's somebody already dreaming about pastoring and where he could be as a pastor. And that's really what I want to um, talk a little bit about. I um, last summer was asking the Lord, what do you, what do you have for me? Where, what, what, what should I be thinking about? What should I be praying about? And he just kept saying, I just kept hearing this word dream, dream. And I kept thinking, well, that's kind of weird. I'm, I dreamt. I had great dreams, and I've, I, I've, I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm feeling comfortable. I um, have a home. I have kids. I have, I'm just kind of plugging along. And he kept going, dream. And I kept thinking, but dreaming means risk. I don't know, Lord. And, um, and so then I'm talking to Lance, and Lance is like, do you know what our theme is? Our theme is make room. And I thought, okay, God. Um, and then we just went through this wonderful series with, with Pastor Lance on I'm not whatever you want to put in enough, right? And wasn't that a great series? Were you encouraged? Did you have your life changed in, in just realizing some of those little subtle lies that we so quickly grab onto, right? And we just kind of, I'm not, well, yeah, I, I could do this, but I'm not good enough, or I, I don't spend enough time in the Word, or I don't, whatever it is, and we, we limit what God can do um, in and through us. And, um, and so as, as Pastor Lance was talking and as I've been um, just really meditating and thinking and asking the Lord, what does it mean to dream? Um, and being daring again to dream. Because when I was young, um, I, I dreamt all the time. I had great, big, grandiose dreams. Um, and times my parents had to bring me down. Yvonne, that's, that really can't happen. Other times I had to say, God, God is saying this, Mom and Dad. I have to move forward. And God was faithful. And so I really want to take some time and talk about what does it mean for us individually? What would it mean for us as a congregation, if we really were daring to dream, regardless of our situation, regardless of our age, regardless of what, whatever's going on in our lives, that we really believe that we were enough and then we were willing to dream. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to share just what you've been sharing with me, Lord. And I just ask that um, you would speak through me, that I would hear, that others would hear just what you want us to hear, Lord. We give you permission to move this morning in your name. Amen. I think for me anyway, it's especially as my kids have gotten older, it's been really easy to get caught up in the busyness of the day to day of I got to get them out the door. I've got to I got to get ready for work. I've got to grade these papers. I've got to get the council ready. I've got to you know and all and I just get caught up on the on the day to day of all the things that I need to do. And um I, the Lord's really been asking me, am I really making room for him? Am I really dreaming? Am I really trusting him? Am I, have I, I had these dreams? Have I been comfortable with now where I'm at? Or am I really willing to say, okay, God, I know you have more. And what could that more look like? And what might it be? Or am I walking in faith? Or am I walking just kind of now in my own understanding? Or I think I'm a real logical person at times, and so logic can take over really quick over faith because um, God, I can, I can read in the scriptures, and, and God's done incredible miracles in my life, and I can reflect on those, but then the logic takes place, right? Well, God did that then, but now, 
you know, I've got kids, I've got to be saving for college, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. And I, I get on this treadmill of, of my logic planning everything out instead of sitting before God and saying, what do you want? How do you want things to um, look for us? And so he has had me back um, in some scriptures in um, Jeremiah 29 and um, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord's plans to prosper and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then, then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Or Jeremiah 33, 3, where it says, Call to me, and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. And I remember when um, a few months ago when I was meditating on that, I was like, well, I've been a Christian for a long time, and I know there's things I still don't know, but I was looking at it more from the logical side. What more can I learn from the scriptures? What, what, what more are the, the truths that are in there? And, and God started challenging me. Some of what I do not know is how to continue to walk in a deeper level of that faith in him and how to, how to trust him in deeper ways and, 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 and to trust him with even some of those dreams that I, that I still have, but honestly, I've locked them back. You know, it's like, God, that's a great dream, but I've got kids now. I really can't do that, right? You know? Um, and then um, 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 12. However, it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. There are, and um, I once heard uh, John Dawson speak, and one of the things he said was, and I've thought of this for years, he said, you know, those things that you dream about doing, those things you see your, yourself doing for the Lord in those quiet times, and you kind of go, eh, nah, I couldn't possibly do that. That's probably closer to the truth of who God sees you and how, what God wants to see you um, do um, in him. And so I've just really been reflecting then how, how do I know the plans? How do I walk in the truth of what God has for me versus walking in the logic that is a, a mixture of how I've interpreted the scriptures and what the world tells me I should be and do and all these other things. How, how do I continue to walk in, in this ability to dream with the Lord when I'm having quiet times with him? Okay, God, what could this mean? And, and not, not just for, for me, but also for my family, because as you, as you ha those of you who have children probably have experienced this, you start dreaming for them. And, but I need to be careful that I'm not imposing my dreams on them, but that rather that I'm helping them hear from God and know how God has called them, for them to start being able to have some of their own dreams and, and be able to have some of that boldness to say, hmm, I might be pastoring here some time, <laughs> right? Um, and so what I really hope to do t this morning is just share with you some of what God has been um, t sharing with me and some of what um, I've learned over the last few months of really reflecting on some of this and really wondering, what does it mean? Am I really daring to dream? Am I daring to dream um, um, in, in him and daring to dream in the things that he has uh, called me to do? So... He has had, there's been three things that I've really been reflecting on um, over the last few months. 
One is just what does it mean to, me, to dream? What, is, what is, does it mean when we talk about daring to dream? Um, what, what, what are some of the things that he's done in the past in my life and, and how does he want to take it to, um, f as, we, as I move forward in him? And then um, as I've been thinking about that, I've realized a variety of what I would call dream killers or things that have, I've, either I have allowed in my life or things that have happened around me that, that just allow me to kind of go, eh, that's not possible. No, couldn't possibly do that. And then God, where I've been studying a lot lately is, what does it mean to have courage and boldness in the Lord? What, what, when, when the scriptures say, be courageous, what does that mean? How, how, do, how do we walk in that, in that courage in him when sometimes I'm not feeling that way, right? Because I, I still hear those little, little voices that Pastor Lance has been talking about over the past four weeks. I'm not this enough. I can't possibly do that because I just had a horrible day with my kids and spent a lot of time yelling at them, right? Or I'm, I'm, not, I'm not good enough because somebody said this to me or I, you know, whatever the situation, situation is. And, and um, so to realize that by myself I'm not, but in him I am. In him, I am enough, and that I can, and that he's going to continue to shape me, continue to to change me as I come before him and ask him, how you know, how do we do this? What what do I need to do? So, um, this whole idea of daring to dream and and dreaming and kind of thinking about where where I should be, what I should do, how I should walk through my life. Um, when I'm when I'm mentoring or working with others, it's one of the things that I love to have conversations with them. What are your dreams? What are if if you could do anything with no no strings attached? What would it be? How what would it look like? Um, Pastor Lance, uh, a year or so ago, asked me. He goes, "Well, ten years from now, what would you regret?" And you know, so what? Taking some time to think some of those those big picture questions. And then encourage each other in that. And so um, I have, um, a, had, as I've been going through this process, I've been going back through some of my journals and reading some of my um, dreams. And it's really interesting when I read some of my journals from when I was younger. They were there's things in there that were just like these big dreams. I have no idea how it could happen. You know, and I read my journal now, and it's kind of like real logical. Okay, here we go. This is what we, you know, and I'm trusting God for this, but it's it's way it's a lot safer, and um, and so I went back, and um, one of the the things the Lord taught me a long time ago about dreaming was that one one way to do it is to sit back and think about what are the roles, what are the roles that the Lord has given you, and and. And the first step of that is what are the roles that the Lord has given you? Because I think at times we walk through life and we pick up what other roles that other people think we should be doing. But who has, who has God called you to be? What are some of those roles? And then what are some of the dreams regarding those roles? And then what are some of the promises? And what is some of the direction that he's given you? Because when he starts giving you dreams, they're going to line up with scripture. It's not going to be something that's totally out of the blue where you're kind of like, well, okay. But this, it, it will line up. And you will find that there have been, there, there have been scriptures that you've read that have been highlighted in your Bible. Um, you know, I'm, I haven't gone to the electronic Bible yet because I, 
I need all these little notes that are throughout, you know, with the little dates. God said this. God did this. And um, so really having what are some of those things that he said, said to you? What are some of the promises? And how do they line up with scripture? And I, um, I'm just going to take a moment and I'm going to just read two that, that I found in um, two different journals. Um, when, um, so what have you called me to be? You've called me to be your daughter, a child of God, and you've given me a dream that my life would be a testimony of your love, grace, blessing in a way that it would draw others to you. I used to be able to write really small and read it. Now I can't. Um, draw others to you and spur them to, to good works that I can sit in your lap in fellowship with you and receive from you without reservation at any time. And then I went on to some of the promises that he's given me and some of the, the directions related that, to that. That has been so key because I, at times, have this deep desire. I'd love to be full-time ministry in the church. I would, you know, there's times it's like, well, I should be more vocal about my, about my faith in different places. But the dream that God gave me was that I could live in fellowship with him in the day-to-day -day, and that through that, that that would draw others to him. And, and sometimes and evangelism isn't bad and missions trips aren't bad. I've been on a whole bunch of those. But sometimes it's that day-to-day. -day. Sometimes it's our life and how we're walking it out that draws others to Jesus. And sometimes we feel like, oh, it's not enough because it's not big enough. It's not... And, and, and I think we're at a point in, in church history where as Christians, we need to be walking that day-to-day -day and, and in obedience to him, and that's going to draw people to him way more than, than the words that, that we say. And so um, as I've been going through this process, I was just praying about this, and, and the Lord reminded me of, of there was a real tough season in um, in my life around things in my personal life, at work, and a whole variety of um, different um, things going on. And in the middle of that, I got an email from a, a, a friend who is not a Christian. In fact, is pretty, um, I don't want to say she's anti, but, but, but pretty um, um, resistant. And what, in the email, her words were, it's time, because she was walking through some of the same situations. She says, it's times like these, I'm jealous of your faith. And, and I thought, okay. And we continue to have conversations, and I continue to have hope that God is going to, to um, um, move in her life in, in new ways. But I thought, she sees, she knows. And that's what, I feel like that's what, God has, um, is wanting us to do in our dreams as we start to see, okay, what could that look like? So that's kind of a big picture um, dream, a life goal dream. But here's a, um, another dream. Some of you guys know my testimony and you know some of the, um, the um, things that I've been, had to walk out or some of my, my dreams of wanting to be a mom. And that dream was from when I was like, little girl, right? I was one of those little girls who had my baby dolls, and I had full expectation and 100% faith in God that I was going to go to college. Yep, I was going to get my bachelor's, but I was also going to get my MRS degree, okay? Um, I was going to be married. I was going to have a couple kids. I was going to adopt a whole bunch of kids. I was going to live on a farm. I, I, I was going to use my, my skills as a therapist with all of these kids, and there were all these things that I, th that, that was my plan, okay? Went to college, graduated with my bachelor's, 
no MRS, and, and, and um, continued. And, and really, for a, quite a number of years, I had words. I had people pray over me all about, that didn't know me, about the kids that I was going to have. And I'd be like, you're crazy. I'm not married. Not happening. You know, and, and just a whole variety of things. And again, another situation where I was writing down a dream and um, praying, okay, God, who have you called me to be? And um, I wrote, you've called me to be a mother. You've given me a dream that regardless of whether I have my own children. So here's the thing. As we start, as we're daring to dream, and as we start to dream in the Lord, and the word says, delight yourself in the Lord your God, and he will give you the desires of your heart. All right? It doesn't say, have great desires, tell God what they are, and expect him to do them. Okay? It says, delight yourself in the Lord your God, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So as we spend time with him, as we delight in him, what happens is he gives us these dreams, but what do we do as soon as we have this dream? I had this dream to be a mom, and I immediately said, and this is what it's going to look like, right? God had this dream for me to be a mom, and his plan for what it was going to look like was way different than mine. And there were a whole lot of things that he did over a lot of years that... Um, not only prepared me for being a mom, but has prepared me for this season of my life and things that I'm able to do in ministry and do for him as a result of the fact that I didn't graduate with a bachelor's, get my MRS degree, and immediately start having um, children. So whether I have my own children, I will have a mother's heart for those children you bring into my life, my nieces, nephew, friends' children, children at church, and the children I treat as a therapist. And I had fun over those years. And I got to live vicariously through a lot of my friends' kids, some of your kids. And I really appreciate that you let me take your kids and let me practice being a mom and let me have that fun part. And you know what? It was really cool is I got to live vicariously through my friends' kids or through these kids, and I got to give them back. <laughs> I don't get to give them back now. And I'm like... Hmm, maybe. <laughs> no, I love being a mom, and I, I, don't, um, I don't regret that. But here's the thing. I wrote this in my journal a week, exactly a week to the day after um, my first daughter, Reagan, was born. I hadn't met her yet. I didn't know. And it was a few, a few weeks later. And then there was still that dream, and some of you guys were around during that time where there was a whole period where I didn't know if I got to, got to keep her or not. And, you, it, and here's the thing. We have a dream. God starts to bring that dream to, um, forward. Then we need the body of Christ to walk with us. I needed the prayers of the saints. I needed people to encourage me. I needed people to walk with me as we were trying to figure out how, how is this all going to work? Is this, is this really the baby that's going to stay in my home long term or short term? And, and all of those types of, of situations. So being... being willing to dream, being willing to say, okay, God, who have you called me to be? What are those roles? What are the dreams? What are, what, if God's called you to be a nurse, what's your, what does that look like? Or an accountant? How does, how does he desire to use that? What's your dream? How is he going to use you in your work situation? You know, one of the things I do here is help coordinate um, some of our missions activities. And I love that part of our missions is Holiday Hope. 
and, and some of um, how the Halloween outreach, those day-to-day, -day, because yes, it's important to go overseas, and, and I actually think everybody should go overseas on a short-term outreach because it helps you understand God's heart um, for missions. But I also think that we, every single one of us, regardless of whether we're called to the vocation of a missionary, are missionaries wherever God has placed us. And so what is that dream? What does that look like? Those of you who are teachers, those, those lives that you're touching day to day to day in your classroom and how, how, you know, how it changes them. And, and, and they know, they know. I had a um, student who um, just went on the mission field in Romania and um, got a, a, a text from her. I had no idea the whole time she was a student that she was a Christian, and I had no idea that she knew that I was a Christian. But she said, I'm doing this because you changed my life when I was at Puget Sound. I'm like, really? It's those day to day to day, being, being willing to dream. Um, so I, I um, was just praying last night and, and thinking about some of this, and I, and I know that when you start having talk, we start talking about this, some of you may be thinking, "Oh, I had this dream, and I closed the door on it," or um, "I'm not quite sure how I how I how this would work, how I could how I could use this." And I just want to encourage you that God can still use it. God, you know, I love what Pastor Lance says. God doesn't have a plan B; He has a, a restored plan A. And I just encourage you, even as I'm talking, if those dreams are coming forward. Write them down, think about them, um, reflect on, on some of that. Um, the other thing that I think a lot about when I'm thinking about dreaming and the thing the Lord has been bringing me back to, both as an individual and then um, in our home, is the whole thing of having a mission statement. What are my values and beliefs? And then what, what's the mission that God has called me to? Because there are tons of good things that you can do. And here's what's really fun. When we all start dreaming together, and my hope is that you'll start sharing some of your dreams with others and that others will share their, their dreams with you. But then what gets really easy is, that's a great idea. Yeah, let's go do that. Oh, that's a great idea. And so, but what we need is some sort of a plumb line that allows us to say, this, this is a good idea. That may be, that may be Misty's dream, and I'm going to pray for her. I'm going to support her. I'm going to walk with her in that but I don't, I'm not called to join her in that because this is the plumb line that God has given me, which is what is, what is your mission statement? So if you haven't asked God, who, who are you and what is that mission statement, especially those of you who are younger and, and starting to, to head out into college because there's going to be lots of voices and lots of people who are going to tell you things you can and should and could and would and, you know, all of that. But what has God called you to? Um, Pastor Joe, who used to be here, had me write my mission statement when I was 18. And one of the things that I found is I've been cleaning up papers in my house and, um, and through this process, I found that mission statement. It still holds true. And I'm a little bit older than 18 now. <laughs> so, and then, you know, what is your mission statement as your family? How, how does it, and, and um, how do you take a, and, and meld this together as a family? The way it, it um, happens sometimes in our home is swints don't do that. And so sometimes my kids are like, oh, so this is because we're swints? 
And I'm like, yep, it's because we're swims, you know. I, we just had a situation last night. We got home, and my oldest is heading upstairs with her cell phone. And I'm like, uh, it's after 9 o'clock. Cell phones get plugged in downstairs. You've got to be kidding. I'm just going to listen to music. I'm like, okay, you've got a radio, but cell phones stay plugged in downstairs. What, but, but it's too easy to get caught up. Well, so, and she starts rattling off everybody who gets their cell phones, right? Swims don't do that. Because in our home, you know, and here's, here's our, our mission, and here's our values, and, and, and helping, to, to helping to shape some of those. Um, one of the things I started doing um, a couple of years ago is at times I'll just get a big piece of paper and I'll put it somewhere in the house or I'll use the little pens that are on one of our mirrors and I'll go, the swints are, and I'll just stick a, I'll just, especially if the girls are fighting a lot, <laughs> we'll put loving, you know, and, and letting them start adding words so that they start seeing some, some of that. Or um, uh, we'll do We Love Our Family Day, and I'll have um, these a whole variety of activities that we're going to do that fit within the mission of who I feel our family, God has called our family to be, a family that is loving and encouraging and that, and that we're serving others. And and, and how we can walk that out in the day-to-day. -day. So one of the things my girls love to do is making the, um, we make little packages that we keep in the car. So as we go past, if there's somebody who's homeless or begging, we've got something that we, practical, that we can give them. Um, and I'll tell you, you start stuff like that, and then you get busy and you forget, they start reminding you, because you go by and Reagan will go, you know, Mom, we haven't done our packages, and now we don't have anything to give him. So, you know, <laughs> but that, but because she's starting to collect that value and that, and that mission that part of what we want to do is share Jesus. But in we, in our home, we want to do it in real practical, realistic um, ways. So the next thing that I want to take a few minutes to talk about is just how do we um, avoid our dream killers? And I think the other thing to do that is, um, Avoid being a dream killer yourself. And I catch myself sometimes as a mom, you know. Um, my youngest just started competing in gymnastics, and, sh and um, she, she'll tell you she's got a dream to go, go to the Olympics, and she can tell you exactly what score she wants to get in each event. And I'm like, that's a great dream. And, um, and it's really hard not to go, do you know how hard you have to work if you go to the Olympics? And you know, you know my logical side immediately, well, what about this and this and this? But just to encourage each other in our dreams, because we serve a great and mighty God who sometimes he's got a plan to have those dreams come, come forth that we would have never imagined how it could, how it could happen. So, um, and I think another way to avoid some of those dream killers is a lot of the, um, the of what Pastor Lance was, has been talking about the last four weeks, of not accepting those subtle lies. Because I, I think it's really easy to recognize the real loud naysayers or the real big dream killers, but it's, it's those subtle ones, right? It's, it's that subtle fear or that, that subtle little voice that goes, remember you tried that? You, know, you 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 tried that and it didn't work. You don't try it again. People might laugh at you, and and we accept it before we even realize what what we've done. Um, but really, also identifying and praying proactively. So for me, I know one of my dream killers is my logic, right? 
I, I, I can have a dream and I don't immediately go to God and say, this is great, give me faith, help me. How can I immediately go to a piece of paper and start writing down all the pros and cons to the dream. That, you know, so, so I have to be careful to not overthink things. Um, I started thinking about buying my new car about two and a half years before I bought it. And I had all the pros and cons. And I have a really good friend who kept going, weren't you going to buy a new car? Yeah, I'm still thinking about it. Well, how long are you going to think about it? I don't know. I'm still, I'm still looking at the pros and cons. I've got it narrowed down now to two, but I'm still not quite sure. You know, it's like, I would have been out, and Yvonne, I would have been out and bought that car, uh, you know, a year ago. And, and so I can overthink things. And so I know that's one of my um, dream killers. Um, and so really learning how to um, recognize who I am in Christ. Um, I, I've, I've learned that one of the biggest dream killers for my girls is they don't really have that firm foundation yet in their identity and who they are in Christ. That they're fearfully and wonderfully made, that they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. That um, they um, have no lack because God supplies for all their needs, all those truths. And one of the things that I've started doing is, especially if we're, in, it's for me as much as it's for them, but when we're, we're in conflict, I've just started to stop and say, you know what, this isn't the truth. You know what the truth is? The truth is, is that you're God's princess and you weren't created to act like this and I wasn't created to act like this. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. And the other day I did that and um, one of my daughters stopped and she goes, really? And I thought, yeah, really, and that we start learning that because that girds up our spirit and it's, a, it's a, um, a, a, a shield against the dream killers. The other thing is putting on that armor of God every morning, praying through. And I have some friends who put on the armor of God before they even get out of bed, that helmet of salvation, and they go through it. Um, I got to be a part of uh, an activity called Go Camp, um, actually at Kari's dad's church last year. Um, it's an intergenerational camp um, that you learn about ministry, you learn about drama and arts, you do street ministry. It, it's a phenomenal um, experience. One of the things they do there, is they, and they, what they call it, is they pray you out the door. You do not walk out the door of that church without somebody praying for you. I remember I was just gonna run down to Starbucks and get coffee for a whole bunch of people. And somebody's like, you can't go yet. I'm like, why, I got everything. No, we gotta pray you out the door. Do we pray each other out the door? That we set the gates and we pray for God's protection and pray that we see through, um, through his eyes. So really having strategic ways that we can avoid some of those dream killers. And I, the other biggest way I think that we can guard against the dream killers is spending time in his word. His word is the sword of the spirit. And it is hard sometimes to get, I mean, it's easy sometimes to get caught up in busyness and then not spend some of that time that we should be in his word. So where the Lord has me now is really reflecting on what does it mean to be strong and courageous. Deuteronomy 31.7 says, be strong and courageous. So how, how do I take these things that he's starting to teach me? How do we, as a congregation, take this whole, um, I, all these ideas that Pastor Lance has taught us over the past four weeks on that we are not enough, but we are enough in him? How do we embrace the theme that we have of make room? How do, how do we do that? Um, 
The, the word says in Joshua 1, 1 through 7, as I, was, as, as, I, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to, the, give to them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn to the right or the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. We need to spend time with him. We need to spend time with each other and really encourage each other. We, I really would encourage you uh, to, to be praying and what are some of those dreams and share it with somebody else. And when somebody shares their dream with you, recognize that that can be really vulnerable. I was talking about this um, at a women's retreat and a woman came up to me, tears down her face and said, my dream is to be with people during their final moments of life. But I think everybody thinks I'm so weird because I, I love hospice and love being with them. And I said, oh my goodness, that's not weird. People need somebody with them at those final moments. And she goes, I, is it weird that I, I see the joy in it because they're going to? I said, no. So we need, to, we need to embrace each other's dream. I can't see myself in that role. But as the body of Christ, if we each were walking in the fullness of the dream that the Lord has given us, imagine the impact we could have on the world. So really, I would encourage you as we, as we move forward and, to, and as you have some time to reflect on some of this, to ask God, if you don't have a mission statement or a family mission statement, what is it? Who has God called you to be as an individual? Who has God called your family to, to be? Know our mission statement here at PSCC, who PSCC is, because that's that plumb line that you can measure things against. And then be daring. Be daring to dream. You're not, you know, I, I read this quote last night. I was reading in Guideposts, and um, it was an article by... Um, um, Dolly Parton and her story and if you all know she came from a really hard background has been super successful and the interviewer was like so you've been so successful you've kind of arrived and here's what she said I keep thinking big dreaming big and praying big believe me you're never too old to dream and so as God brings those dreams then the only other thing that the Lord has been really sharing with me that I want to share with you is to really have those big dreams but trust in his timing and trust in his way that they're going to come about and guard against and, and this is probably speaking to me but I'm sure there's other people that struggle with this that at times when I have a plan and it doesn't happen the way I had it planned I can get a hard heart okay fine that wasn't you know it's kind of like what, what I watch sometimes my younger daughter do okay fine then I'm just not doing it anyway and I will do that sometimes to God. Fine. You, I thought this was from you, but you're really not doing it. So, okay, I'm not doing it. And, and that's a real bitterness and a hardness of heart. Instead of delight yourself in the Lord your God, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I want to just spend time with you, Father, and I'll trust you that you'll take those dreams and that you will have a way that you work those, those dreams out. Let's pray. Father, I am so thankful that you are a big God, that you are a big God who dreams with us, Lord Jesus. God, I, th I am thankful that for each person that is here, you have a plan, a purpose, and a dream. 
You have a plan and purpose and dream for them as individuals, for them as family units, and you have a plan and purpose and a dream for the reason that they're here at Puget Sound Christian Center. God, I pray that we would be a congregation that is known for dreaming big dreams and trusting in you and having faith in you to bring those to pass, Lord Jesus. We thank you and we praise you in your name. Amen. Amen. Amen.